All right, 1 John chapter 2, as we continue through 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. And we'll, uh, we're uh, up to verse 12, and so we'll read 12 through the end of the chapter. 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 12, says this. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Verse 18, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby ye know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. But they that went out that they might, but they went out that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same, thing, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming." If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Let's pray again together. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we just thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for watching over us another week and help us start another one in the right place by being together in the house of God. Thank you for those that are here. Thank you for those, Lord, that are listening. Lord, again, we thank of uh, the many uh, sick among us, uh, dear God, uh, Sister Carpenter. We thank of uh, Lydia uh, and, and John, we thank of, uh, dear God, others that are upon our heart this morning that have need. Please touch them. Lord, we pray for uh, Brother Wood and Brother Burgess. Uh, we're there speaking this morning that your good hand would be upon them as well. And uh, Lord, thank you for the prayers that you have uh, heard. And uh, Lord, uh, raised uh, people uh, up from a sickness. Lord, we thank of uh, Brother McLean as well this morning. Lord, uh, touch him. Uh, with the shingles and the other things that have been going on. Lord, I pray you give him uh, great grace and encourage uh, him this morning. We thank also of Sister uh, Sarah, Lord, just uh, so many. Uh, dear God, and thank you, Lord, that we can uh, bind our uh, hearts and prayers and faith together on behalf of these. Lord, we thank of those that might be here or listening, even our children in the back. Uh, God, those that need to be saved, and God, that you would work in their heart, uh, Lord, through the Word of God. And thank you, God, that you, we have the Word of God, Lord, that we can uh, be taught from, that we can be strengthened from, 
uh, uh, dear God, and get what we need from you. Help us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see uh, some exciting things and wonderful things in these uh, uh, verses. Of course, uh, uh, we see here, and we've talked about this before, where it mentions, you know, little children and young men and, and fathers. And we know that this shows us the different stages that we go through and grow through uh, as uh, believers. And again, it mentions here little uh, uh, children. Matter of fact, this chapter starts off uh, in verse 1. It, uh, it says this, and says, hey, my little children, these things write unto you. So, of course, all these things are written uh, uh, with the thought of to young believers, amen, to strengthen them and establish them uh, in, in the faith. And uh, that's a, a problem today, man. People, you know, people get saved. It seems like they say they're saved, but then you never see them again. Oh, it's important, amen, to get people strengthened and established in the faith. I'm glad when I got saved that somebody took me under the wing and discipled me and that I had a... Uh, a, a strong uh, a pastor and a, a church to go to when I first get, got saved to establish me in the faith and, and it helped me start off right because really, you know, I, I'm strong local church, but you know, really most of my uh, Christian life, I've not, you know, it sounds funny, I've not been in a church, really. Most of my uh, Christian life, especially uh, the first years were uh, uh, spent uh, out on the mission field. But because I, I believe because I was grounded right those first couple of years, you know, that was in me uh, to stay in the word of God and uh, be, a, be a person of prayer and all those things. So really, I guess, because uh, uh, I didn't, uh, uh, I don't got no learning, I guess, amen. I'm ignorant and unlearned, okay, I'll just admit that. So really, I don't have anything to blame. Most of, most of what I know, if I know anything, is just because I, I spent time uh, reading my Bible and, and, and praying to the Lord, show me something, please. Amen, I want to learn and grow. And so, and of course, that's what this chapter talks about, right? Amen. Now, of course, uh, uh, it's important to be in church. And of course, that's why, hey, if you go to a place and they're in a church, you know what you have to do? Start one. Amen. <laughs> Start one. So that's what we did. But it says here, uh, little children. And so it's saying, hey, little children, we're glad that you're in the family. But hey, man, we want you to keep going and growing. It says, little children, your sins are forgiven you. It says, hey, listen, little children, be excited. You've met him. Amen. You got saved. You're in the family of God now. And it, it, what a wonderful thing. Your sins are forgiven. And boy, that's, of course, the most important thing to know and a wonderful thing to know. And I'm sure if you know that this morning, you're glad that you know it. And if you don't know it this morning, that your sins are forgiven you. Well, hey, today you can be born into the family of God. Today you can have your sins forgiven. And he goes on and says in verse 13 again, Hey, little children, mention them and you know the Father. And so that's a good thing. Hey, we need to get, get saved. You know, for, uh, 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 when a baby's first born, it really doesn't know much. But what are the first words that it, it learns to say? Mama and dad, right? Mama and dad. That's just like being saved. Hey, you're in the family. Now you need to know that, hey, you have somebody watching over you. You have a heavenly father. And so it says you've known the father. So, boy, that's sort of, you know, one of the first things a child needs to recognize. Hey, you have a mom and dad that are going to uh, take care of you and help you grow. And so we need to know, believers need to know that, hey, listen, you are not left alone. You've been birthed into a family and you have a family with a loving Heavenly Father and you have a family known as the church, amen, that wants to be there and to help you move forward for the Lord. So you got in the family and now you know who your spiritual father is. And here's a wonderful thing. You're able to speak to him freely. Well, that's a that's a great thing to learn that now God is your father and now you can freely because you have a personal relationship 
go to him. Romans 8, verses 14 and 15 say this, For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You see, uh, when I got saved, I went to church. Why? Because that's where the Spirit led me. Amen? Why do I get up every morning and read? Because when I get up in the morning, the Spirit leads me to the Word of God. The Spirit leads me to prayer. The Spirit leads me uh, to, to witness. It takes me by the hand and the heart, if you will, and uh, leads me the places I should go. Verse 15 in Romans 8. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, amen, but you've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And what a wonderful thing that is, amen, to be a child of God. And then, of course, you go from there. It says, young men, You've overcome. Hey, listen, you're, you're in the family of God. You learned who your father was, you, and the Spirit has led you as a child of God. And now, amen, you're learning how to walk. You're learning how to run. You're learning how to do some things. You're making progress, and you've overcome. You see, you've gained some victories in your life. You've learned, amen, how to win some battles in your life. It says in verse 14, young men, ye are strong. The word of God imbideth in you, and ye have overcome. It says there in verse 14, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning, and young men, because you are strong. Boy, what a, what a wonderful thing that is. You know, children, they like, uh, uh, you know, they, they, when they're little, they like uh, that, you know, mom and dad is there to help them. But boy, when they reach that certain stage, what do they start saying, right? Oh, I can do this. Uh, the other day, I was, uh, 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 Sharon was going somewhere with Victor. And so she was getting, I said, oh, I'll, I'll put Victor in the car for you. Well, he's getting a little bit uh, older. And so I, I put him in the car seat. And what did he say? He said, no, no, no. I was starting to buckle him up. He said, no, no, I can do this. I can do this. I said, really? I said, let me see you do it all by yourself. And boy, he liked showing me that he could snap those things and find those things and that he could do it all by himself. Amen. And that's a wonderful thing when children reach that stage. And boy, that's a, that's a wonderful thing as, as a Christian. You know, somebody, uh, you first got saved and people been teaching you some things. And now you can say, oh, hey, listen, uh, 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 I think uh, I think I, I can go to the Lord on my own. Right. Hey, I think I can find that verse on my own. Just like when I first got uh, saved and uh, Brother Denfield, who led me to the Lord, I'd go out soul winning with him. And well, I showed you my first Bible. There's all it's all marked up and there. Every time I'd go out with him witnessing and he'd give a verse to somebody. I said, oh, what was that verse he gave him? And I'd write in the back of my Bible. I listen. Right. I got all those verses. I still got that Bible in, in my uh, 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 office. It's uh, held together by duct tape. 100 mile an hour tape in the military, we call 100 mile an hour tape. And I still got it. And boy, I'd write those verses down. But hey, after a few months, you know, uh, I'd walk in, I'd say, he'd get ready to witness. I'd say, Brother Denfield, I got this. I got this. Amen. Let me be the one to witness. Amen. You get to grow and win those battles. And that's an exciting thing. And right, you want to be strong in the faith as you grow. And then it goes from young men to fathers. And it's kind of uh, uh, funny. It says the same uh, the same phrase twice for the fathers. It says this, it says, you have known him that is from the beginning, which of course is Christ. That's how the book starts off, right? He that was from the beginning. Uh, and then John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So he's know, talking about Jesus Christ. But like this, it says, ye have known him. See, uh, it starts off, your sins are forgiven. In other words, it starts off and says, hey, as a child of God, you know him. But now, hey, you've gone through some stages. You've gone down some years. It says, you have known him. 
Well, I'm glad I can say I know him. And now I can say, hey, I've known him. Amen. Coming up on uh, next year will be 35 years. And some of you can say, hey, I've known him 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. And that's a wonderful thing to say that you've known him that long. You look, you've known him. Amen. You've stayed with him and you've continued to serve him. And now you're at a, 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 a further stage in your walk. And that's a wonderful thing. You have known him. You have stayed steady and faithful. You know, to me, one of the most wonderful things to see is a precious elderly saint. I, I just love seeing elderly saints, amen, that have stayed by the stuff and they still have that. They, they still love the Lord. They have that sweet spirit. They have that sweet uh, 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 countenance about them. I told you about my uh, my pastor's wife uh, there in, in, uh, in Florida, uh, uh, Sister, uh, Sister Triplett. I used to always joke. I said, you know, all my pastor's sons were triplets. I said, really? That's amazing. How'd that happen? He said, what was his last name? They were all triplets, right? And so, uh, um, but uh, I mean, that woman, I, I uh, love the Lord. I used to love to go to church. Just to, uh, one of the first things I'd do, I'd look for Sister Triplett. I'd walk up and say, I said, isn't Jesus good? She, oh, yeah, he's so good. She'd start crying. You just say Jesus, man. She'd just start crying, man. She loves the Lord. I mean, she, she went, she'd come to church. In her van, she'd drive the van, and man, she'd open the doors and kids would just fall out. I bet there were people, I'm thinking, man, there's people in this neighborhood probably wondering what happened to their kids. If they're out on the street when she comes by, she probably just, she probably has an arm that reaches out and just threw kids in the van. She'd come with an arm, a van full of kids, and man, she just loved the Lord. And I just love, you know, uh, uh, here, I know many of uh, uh, you love the Lord, and that's a, that's a blessing to me. That at this age and stage of life, you still want to be faithful to the house of God. You still want to teach somebody. You still want to uh, witness to somebody. Amen. You know, don't get to right in the in the ministry and as Christians, we don't what we don't retire. We refire. Amen. Uh, that's what we do. We throw another log and keep it going. And that's a wonderful thing. Well, when I when I go uh, to a meeting or I have a, uh, a see them old uh, uh, preachers uh, get up and they've been, you know, preaching uh, 60 years or more. And they just man, they got God all over them and they just sit still just as excited. Amen. Uh, like that song says, I still love to tell the story. Amen. It seems uh, sweeter. And that's a wonderful thing. John 17, 3 says this, and this is life eternal that you may know thee, that they might know thee. That is our desire, the only true God and Jesus Christ who has sent them. You see, knowing God is man's most important pursuit. And of course, you can only know him through uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see these stages, children, young men, fathers. And so if we're, if we're uh, children, uh, we should say, hey, uh, if we're newly saved, we're young, we say, man, I want to I wanna keep going for God. When I see that elderly saint, that shows me, hey, they did it. I can do it. I want to keep going for God. That's what they say. We should say if we're younger uh, uh, believers and then if we're uh, uh, older believers, we should say, oh, thank God, amen, that this stage of life, I still love Jesus and I still want to be witness for you and I can still be used of you. That's a wonderful thing. And remember this, the only people that can make a true spiritual difference in the world, and that's what we want to do. We just don't want to make a difference. We want to make a spiritual difference because that's the only difference that's going to matter Amen. In the long run is the spiritual difference in somebody's life are those that have let the Lord make a true spiritual difference in their lives 
through salvation. I look back over uh, these almost 35 years and I, th- I say, thank God that I've been able to be used of God to make a spiritual difference in people's lives, make a spiritual difference in some of the countries uh, that I've been in. But the only reason, hey, again, I can't take, I can't boast about that. I have nothing to brag about in myself. That was the Lord that did that. But the only reason I was able to have an impact on anybody else spiritually is because, amen, the Lord made a difference in me spiritually. And because uh, I let him make that difference in me spiritually, amen, I was uh, like you, be able to come his vessel to make a difference spiritually in somebody else's life. So you cannot make a difference, right, till a difference has been made in you. So if you want to make a difference spiritually in somebody else's life, make sure that difference has first been made in you. Let's go over to Exodus 33. uh, Let's look at some exciting verses here about about Moses, where Moses has a a talk with God. It says this, Moses, that faithful uh, servant. Remember, he he didn't really start doing that for God till the last, what, third of his life, right? And uh, from age uh, 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 80 to, to, to 120, so, I mean, listen, man, uh, whatever uh, stage you are, you can be used of God. But in Exodus 33, let's look at verses 12 through 17, where Moses and the Lord are having a talk. And it says, And Moses said unto the Lord, Exodus 33:12, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people. And hast thou not let me know whom thou wilt send with me? Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I might find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. Verse 14, and God says to him, and he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, Moses talking back to God, if thy present go not with me, carry us not up hence. Verse 16, a wonderful verse. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Look at verse 16. What a wonderful verse that is. It says, wherein shall it be known, Moses says, that I and thy people have found grace. Where, how, how are people going to know that we are yours? <laughs> he said, he answered, is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated from all the people? You see, it's the presence of God that separates and makes the Difference, You see, what makes us different as from from the world is that we have the presence of God. Boy, that's a that's a wonderful thing to know that you can go through this life and live in a conscious awareness. And that's how we're supposed to live in a conscious. Do you live in a conscious awareness that the presence of God is with you as you go throughout your day? Hey, I, I, when I get up in the morning and I and I sit there and I'm listening to my hymns and listening to the word of God and praying, I feel that I have a conscious 
awareness of the presence of God with me. Amen. And preparing me. Amen. For that day, preparing me for this day. It's the presence of God that makes the difference. Children, young men, fathers. Hey, what kept them going? What took them from children to being fathers? What kept them faithful? Well, it's because they lived, amen, on a daily basis with the Lord and lived with a conscious awareness that the presence of God was in their life, working in their life and working through their life. You see the difference, you see? So, hey, children, young men, fathers, they all had the presence of God. But really what made the difference is that when they went along, right? You see, you know, I've been saved 35 years, but you know what? I have just as much God as the day I got saved. I haven't gotten more God over the last 35 years. But what's made the difference? God's gotten more of me over the last 35 years. That's the difference, amen? He's gotten more of me, I hope, amen? And that's what I want. Uh, Listen, uh, the day I got saved, I got all of God that I'm going to get, amen? But the thing is, over over these last 35 years, I've tried to give him uh, more of a a, a Jeff Stewart. And that's the difference between, you know, it's not really how long you've been saved that makes you all of a sudden a young man. Oh, well, you'll see, you've been saved about five to ten years. Okay, you're a young man now. Oh, you've been saved over 20 years? Well, you're uh, you're a... You're a senior saint now. Well, you're not really a senior saint uh, spiritually because of your age, how long you've been saved. It's really about how much you've grown and uh, walk with God. Because I've, I've, I've talked to people that say they've been in church a long time and saved a long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how, 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 how little they know or how much they desire they have uh, for God. And I'm thinking, you know, just like Paul said, I'm like, you know, listen, you ought to be at a different stage by now if what you're saying is true. Something's not, something's not lining up here. But it's really what made the difference, what took them from being a child uh, to a young man, to a father was really not that they got more of God, but as they went along, God got more of them and uh, ruled and reigned in their life. You know, what, since we're over here, notice verses 18 and 19 uh, of, these, uh, of, these, of this uh, chapter, verses 33. Something very interesting here. Look what he, look what, I, I love this verse, and you know the story where Moses says to God, he said unto him, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And again, I get excited every time I read that verse because I always think about, think about all that Moses has already seen. He'd already seen God divide the Red Sea. He'd already seen God bring all those plagues. See, he'd seen a lot about what God could do, but he said, hey, I'm not, I don't want to just be excited about what I've seen you do. I want to be excited about you personally. You know, uh, 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 you know and that's what we need to be excited about. You know, a lot of times when people give a testimony, you, 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 really, you know what you, they mostly talk about? What they've seen God do for them. But that really doesn't tell me much. You know, that just tells me you have a good God. But when you tell me about what God's done in you and through me, that tells me more about your relationship. Because the, the people of uh, Israel backslid for 40 years, but they could, I've said this before, they can all give testimony about clothes being on their back, food being on the table, shoes being on their feet. You know, God was good no matter what they were. But when they got right with God, then they not only talked about what God had done for them, but what God had done through them. That's the real testimony of growth. Not just saying, hey, I got a good God. Yes. Amen. And that I've got God. Yes, that's good. But that God's got you and he's doing things in you and through you. And he says, listen, I've seen those things, but now I want more. I want to see more of you that I might know him, as Paul said. But notice, notice uh, something interesting here. 
In verse 18, look at it. Moses says, I beseech thee, show me thy what? Glory. Glory. Now, notice what God says back to him. Moses says, God, I want to see your glory. So that's the thought. God, I want to see your glory. But look what God says to him. And he said, God, I will make all my what? Pass before thee. My goodness. (laughs) Now here, Moses is asking to see his glory. And God turns around and says, hey, I'm going to show you my goodness. I thought that was interesting. Glory means this. It means his honor, his majesty. But the word goodness here means that which gives one desirability, which means makes one want to desire one. He says that's what he shows his goodness. So God's glory is manifested in his goodness. And I thought, what a what a wonderful thought. He says he wants to see the glory of God. And God says, well, I'm going to have my goodness pass by you. That is a that's a wonderful thought worth meditating upon. Psalm 25, 7 says this. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Romans 2, 4 says, or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, and knowing not what? The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Not the glory of God, not just because, amen, uh, but his goodness has done that. You see, and so God made a difference in Moses, then of course Moses made a difference in God. And that's what we want to happen in our lives. Hey, we've become a child, we're growing, amen. God's making a difference in our life, and now we want to get out there and make a difference for God to his glory by what? Revealing to others his goodness. Amen. What a good God he is. And so what a wonderful uh, thought that God, when he has to see God's glory, God said, hey, I'm going to show you my goodness because my glory is found in my goodness. But take time to, to meditate on that. But get back to 1 John chapter 2 and verse 14. Again, it says, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. And I have written unto you young men because you are strong. Why? The word of God abideth in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So how are they strong? How are they able to overcome the wicked one? Because the word of God abideth in them. Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong. You see, they, he, he, John said to them, you're strong. In Ephesians 6, Paul challenges believers, what? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And why? Verse 11, Ephesians 6, by putting on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And one of the, verse 17 says, one of the ways we do that, to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. We cannot be strong in the Lord if we're not strong, amen, in the truths and doctrines of the word of God. That's why we need to memorize scripture, meditate on scripture, obey the scripture, amen. We should should be absolutely in love with the word of God. As God's children, as God's children, right, Of course, it all centers around Christ. Christ is our fixed point of reference in everything as a child of God. Christ is our fixed point of reference. Now, of course, a fixed point of reference is what? It's something that's consistent 
and doesn't change, right? When sailors, when they, when they years ago, uh, before they had all this technology, what they look for? They look for the North Star because they knew that it was always in the same place. That was their point of reference. As believers, our point of reference is Jesus Christ because we know he's consistent. He doesn't change. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, the world doesn't have a fixed point of reference. What they look to is always evolving. Their goalposts is continually move. Everything they say they, they, they believe today, well, 20 years ago it was totally different. A few years from now, it's going to be totally different. They don't have a fixed point of, of reference to keep them uh, consistent, but we do. We have Jesus Christ and the Word of God, the settled Word of God. As believers, we can continue to grow. We can be consistent. We don't have to change. We can be faithful till the end. Listen, the wonderful thing is we can close this life out as faithful fathers and mothers, amen, faithful fathers of the faith. We can say like Paul, I know in whom I believed. I know what I believed and I know whom I believed. He hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. We must continue to move forward and grow. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 says this, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of God of righteousness, for he is a babe and it doesn't matter how long he's been saved. You know, he, he talked to them in Corinthians that, hey, by now you should be able to do this. In Hebrews, he says, by now you should be able to do this. You've been saved long enough that you should know this, but yet you're still a babe. Boy, how many people have I seen like that as I've traveled churches? I'm amazed at the things they still don't understand at the word of God, how they can be saved so long and still not have a love for God's word, still not have a love for God's will in their life, still not have a love for the, 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 the house of God. But he says in verse 14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are this, that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use, and that's the key right there, reason of use, amen? Hey, I got saved. God put some things in me. He put some tools in me, if you will, amen? And he gave me some tools. And you know what? I've been utilizing those tools. I've been put them to use. How did I grow? Because God gave me the tools that I needed, amen? And I've been utilizing those tools since I got saved. That's what it says. By reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Boy, how can I how can I spot what's good and glorifies God? How can I tell what's evil and I need to stay away from? Amen. Uh, uh, because I've uh, utilized the tools that God's given me. Full age means wanting in nothing. Exercise means trained in godliness. And that's what we're supposed to be as believers. We're supposed to be trained in godliness. Amen. Wanting in nothing. That means, amen, everything that God's given me, I've tried to put to use. I've tried to grow and become what he wants me to be as his child, moving forward, growing in the grace of God. Well, I want to close out this life, amen, full of age, knowing, amen, I've utilized the tools. I've continued to move forward, amen. I haven't quit. I haven't turned the right hand to the left, but I've stayed faithful uh, to God and finish up as a strong father in the faith. 
Let me ask you this uh, this morning. Actually, this is only half of the message. I guess I'll have to finish the rest tonight. But are you saved? Have you even become a babe in the family of God? And if saved, do you find yourself on a steady path of spiritual growth in your life? Amen. And you can look back and say, yes. Amen. I see not, not, not just the difference that made through salvation, but I see that I've continually uh, grown, amen, and exercised myself. I'm utilizing the tools that God has given me to move forward to the next stage in life. Oh, yes, battles come my way. But listen, I don't fear. Hey, I may not like it. But you know what? I know, amen, God's given me the word of God. God's given me his spirit. God's given me the, uh, the ability to uh, pray and give me what I need, amen, to stay in the fight and uh, be strong in my service for the Lord. And I see that pattern of growth uh, uh, in, 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 in my life. And that's what we, we want to be. We've been challenged. Hey, little children. Hey, that might be where you start out. Amen. What do we always say to our uh, to the little kids? Hey, if you want to grow up and be strong like daddy. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you got you got to eat your vegetables. Amen. And uh, so, amen, we got to eat our our spiritual vegetables. Amen. Which are probably just, you know, agree. I'm sure that uh, there are no spiritual cucumbers. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. But it's only what's good. Amen. God only gives us uh, what's 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 good. And so if you look, if you see yourself sort of slacking up in some area of your life, oh man, listen, say, oh no, Lord, I don't I don't want to fall to I don't want to fall to the wayside, but I want to keep moving forward and I want to keep uh, growing and I want to keep being what you'd have me to be. We're going to stop right there and we'll finish the rest up tonight. Let's pray.